This is the Decibel Geek Podcast. With Aaron Camaro and Chris Sinzak. There ain't no cure for the summertime blues. Oh, wait, there is. It's the Decibel Geek Podcast. My name is Aaron Camaro, joined as always by my good friend, Chris Sinzak. Are you feeling the heat? Oh, man. Are you feeling the... We're in Tennessee. Are you feeling the humidity? I'm feeling something, but I realized it was just gas. <laughs> I thought it was warming up here in the studio. Yeah. It's smelling worse, too. Damn burritos. Yeesh. So it is summertime. It's officially here. I mean, we're here in, in Nashville, Tennessee. We're feeling the heat. It's raining tonight, but man, it was been hot the last few days. And we thought, it's official. It's really here. Summertime's here. There's no doubt about it. What are we going to do? What are we going to do this week? I don't know. What are we going to do? We've got to figure out something. You mean we don't plan these things months in advance? (laughs) That's news to me. Not always. Sometimes, but not always. But today what we're doing is we're providing you with your summer soundtrack of rock and roll right here with us on the Decibel Geek Podcast. Well, it's kind of a no-brainer. It's surprising we haven't done it already because, you know... A lot of our show is nostalgic and looking back right. on you know better days and, and memories of growing up. Well, as rock rock fans and metal metal heads, some of your better memories are how you spent the summer and what Absolutely. you listened to during the summer. Heck yeah! Man. So it was kind of a natural decision to do it, and uh, we have a lot on our plate this week anyway. So this is an easy topic to use, and I think you're going to really dig the songs you hear today. It's summer jams, right? Summer jams, sure. The way it was meant to be. Jams like the long shorts that we used to wear yeah with the, in really the crazy colors yeah most definitely jorts you remember jorts yeah i remember jorts heck yeah i do well if we're gonna get into the rock and roll then the thing we got to do is take care of business and my favorite way to kick things off every single week is with a sweet five star itunes review and guess what we got another one right here and it's fantastic it's entitled thanks for the fix and it goes a little something like this Hard rock is my drug of choice, and I am always searching for my next high. Thank God for the Decibel Geeks and their Fresh Blood episodes. They turned me on to the Biters recently. I downloaded some tunes and was instantly hooked. See, that's what it's all about right there. He says, then I checked in to see if they were on tour and discovered they were coming to my area next week. Sweet. Nice. I'll definitely be front row and adding a new t-shirt to my collection. Hey, get those pictures taken with your Decibel Geek t-shirts and get them on our uh, Facebook page. We love to see it. And he says, I'll tell them the Decibel Geek sent me. Thanks, Aaron and Chris. That's awesome. Five stars right there. It was good, except he said Aaron and Chris and not Chris and Aaron. Oh, yeah. No problem with that. Chris and Aaron always does roll better. That's why it's the Chris and Aaron show, right? Exactly. For the VIPs. Yeah. Patreon.com, decibelgeek.com. Become a VIP. Please do. We're having a lot of fun over there. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. We just got done recording one right before we started here, and uh, VI Pardo is up right now, <laughs> and that's some really send, funny stuff. i got to send Jimmy a link to that, so that was... Uh, that was a lot of fun. Yeah. Jimmy Pardo was awesome. A lot of people really dug it. I know I dug it. It was fantastic to have him here last week. Yeah, and I think some of you listening are probably now second-time listeners to the show. I hope so. And uh, thanks for checking us out. Hope you'll stick around. You'll notice that we change things up week to week. It's not always interviews. Sometimes it's theme shows, year right. review, yeah. Fresh Blood, where we play new bands, Radio Sucks, where we just do whatever. It's a it's a mix of stuff. Hey, man. We're, I know I know July is coming up, and we celebrate oh, Christmas yeah. in July. 
But I think we're due for a year in review. It's been a while, hasn't it? Are we going to try to shove that in before? No, I'm saying okay, like good, after July. Do. Yeah, in but August, what, let's what do a year we review do? show. Hmm. Well, I, I put know. you on the spot right here. You got any particulars? 2006. No. Um, <laughs> that was, we did that year in review last year. Let's see. Right at the end of the year. It was a good one. I don't think we've done 74 yet. Okay. You want to commit to Unless 1974? Yeah, let's commit to that. Unless now. we've already done 1974, which I don't think we have. We'll come back with 1974. That'll be okay. our next year in review. So you guys start hitting us up on the Facebook page now, letting us know what we got to be thinking about as we're putting ourselves together to do our next year in review for 1974. I, See, we're interactive like that. Digging through YouTube for classic commercials. Yes. Oh, yeah. Send us the good ones. We know Help you, us out. We know you want to hear a commercial for the AMC Pacer from 1974. I know I do. I wish I could buy one right now. You could, in a junkyard somewhere near you. So, all the people that loved the show last week, not just you, not just me, but a lot of people went out there and shared it on Facebook, retweeted it on Twitter, and they have earned themselves the glorious title of Geeks of the Week. Yes, Geeks of the Week this week are Cal Hens, Joey Vancieri, Greg York, Brad Schick, Brad Callinson, Daniel Chaput, Adam Coxie, and Wiley from Rock and Metal Combat Podcast, Cobras and Fire Podcast, Kevin Williams, Chad Pollock, Darren Parkin, Joe Lascon, Baco, Talk To Me Podcast, Wayne Cross, Brant Cattell, Mark Alton-Taylor, Greg McGlone, Paul Watson, Todd Cunningham, Spencer Wetmore, Mikhail Burrell, Jason Seth, Andrew Jacobs, Brent Walter, James Brendan Dunn, Kenneth Roy, Trevor McDougal, Shane Abair, Aaron Baker, Joe Mama's Wrestling Podcast, Ernesto Aguiar, Billy Hardcore, The Rock and Donkey, Jimmy Pardo, Shared it twice. Nice. Thank you, Jimmy. Thank you, Jimmy. TJ Cullen, Logan Novak, Jason Myers, John Morton, and Derek Novak. And it says 65 at the end. That's a typo. Oh, okay. <laughs> and 65 shared it. So, All yeah, right. So, if you want, want to be famous, just share on Facebook, retweet on Twitter, and I'll mention your name. Hanging out with Jimmy Pardo don't hurt either. It doesn't hurt either. That was awesome. Was I would love to have him fun. back on again. Most there were, definitely. Yeah, and there were a number of uh, Never Not Funny listeners that mostly through Twitter that responded with, you know, first time I've heard your show, I'm going to, I'm going to check out more of it. So thank you so much. Yeah. We love to have you. Welcome to the party. That is decibel geek. Yes. What was our old catchphrase? Oh God. Cause Um, I ain't going to try to say it. Creating, um, creating a local. No, that's McDonald's. Yeah. No, creating a local music scene with With a worldwide worldwide audience. audience. Yeah. Building a local music scene with a worldwide audience. See, that's why it's not our catchphrase no more. It's too damn long. It's so damn hard to say. So, fuck that. Are you ready to get into the rock and roll? Yes. You want to go first this time? I've been going first the last couple of weeks. Yeah, I'll go first. Okay, cool. Okay. Summertime is here. My first one comes from the guitar extraordinaire, Joe Satriani. Satch. He is awesome. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, I mentioned at the top of the show how we have memories of growing up and songs that we listen to during summer and stuff like that. Yeah. He put out The Extremist in 1992. And that summer, I was a sophomore in high school. And I was really into my, I was full on into guitar playing, taking guitar lessons, playing. I was starting to play in bands at that time. Starting to paint onks on your face. Not yet. No. But I, uh, but I was very into Joe Satriani and Steve Vai and Paul Gilbert and Jason Becker and yeah. Tony McAlpine. I was into all of that stuff at the time. Ingve? Not so much Ingve. No? Ingve's just, I don't know. Ingve's a living cartoon. He's a great guitar player, but eh, I don't know. Okay. All but right. anyway, but 
Satch would be a little bit more tasty and bluesy with his playing. Yeah. Um, but The Extremist was his fourth studio album, released July 21st, 1992 on Relativity Records. This shows how it was really the era, or I guess kind of the end of the era of the big guitar hero. This reached number 22 on the Billboard Top 200. That's what, not bad. That's pretty, pretty high praise. Uh, certified gold in December of that year. And now this song you may remember from, a, from TV as it was used in a huge advertising campaign for the Sony Walkman. This is Joe Satriani doing Summer Song.
See, that's a great tune right there. You, it makes you feel summertime it when you hear like it. sounds like the summer of 1992. It totally does. When you, <laughs> I'm sure that song was probably named after it was done. Probably. Because it you, like you lay it out, you listen to it, and be like, what do you call it? It sounds like summertime. Yep. Let's call it the summer song. And I watched it's the perfect. Walkman commercial the other day. Yeah? Just to remember it. And Oh, God, that commercial was so overplayed. I bet most of you listening remember that song because of that commercial. Probably. And I remember it because even when I was working on radio back in the day, we did not play a lot of instrumentals. You don't hear a lot of instrumentals on the radio, but that was one that definitely got some airplay. It had personality to it. Yeah, most definitely. If you want to talk about personality, what a great switch over to my next pick. Mr. Personality himself, Lizzie Borden. I don't feel like we play enough Lizzie Borden on this show. I don't think there's enough Lizzie Borden being played around the world. Somebody's missing out. I hear him on the radio all the time. Right. Yeah, I'm sure you do. Do you even realize that Lizzie Borden came out with an album in 2000? It was called Deal with the Devil. Mm -hmm. And it's a damn good album. And a very cool cover on there I thought I would play today was a cover they did of an old Blue Oyster Cult tune. I almost picked the Blue Oyster Cult tune. Yeah, because you didn't know Lizzie Borden did a cover of it, did did you? I did not, no. Well, you're about to find out. Right here on the Decibel Geek Podcast, It's summertime. Here's a summertime jam for you. It's Lizzie Borden, and this ain't the summer of love.
badass, huh? Yeah, I love that song in general, but it's nice to hear their version of it. Oh, man, Lizzie Borden's so awesome. That's one on my bucket list right there. I've never seen Lizzie Borden live, but I used to watch that VHS tape of the, uh, what was it, the the murderous metal road show Mm -hmm. and it was him with all the gimmicks and the girl in the box you know he did a little kiss a little alice cooper type things going on in his stuff little ozzy osbourne mixed in there i always kind of saw lizzie borden as like the american ozzy osbourne back then kind of similar because they were very similar but lizzie borden definitely has a style all his own and it's awesome and i love it you know you've played stuff by him over the years on the show and yeah the, and but which it's is, usually like the old school stuff but it's gotten me into his catalog but i'll reference uh rock and metal combat podcast on this because they just did a decline of western civilization part two yeah lizzie special. borden all over that and but the but their gripe on it is the same as mine and i think it hurt them like instead of all the awesome original material they could have played by lizzie borden yeah they show him playing fucking born to be wild right and it's like why the fuck did they pick that no because lizzie borden had so many they, uh, their originals are awesome I mean, rod of iron me against the world me against the world american metals an yeah. awesome song so many great songs yeah they and like really when you did. played them on the show i'm like why the fuck have i not been listening to this this yeah. whole time but like that that i almost think the movie hamstrung them really did because it's like oh look at these guys playing this old 60s song but in a lot of ways you know it hurt a lot of those artists that were in that show because gene simmons looks like a goof in it ozzy osbourne looks like that happens outside that video (laughs) yeah ozzy doesn't come off great either no you know i mean chris holmes from wasp looks like an idiot you know i almost think it's more of a mockumentary it it really is it totally is but the the sad thing about it is the guys that were in it don't realize they're being mocked no, you know? they think it's a real movie, which I still time, love it. But it, well, I do too. You yeah. know, and as a young, you know, a young man, and seeing it for the first time, it was awesome. Oh sure, and all those guys were so cool. Oh sure. Well, except for maybe Ozzy and the skunk-haired guy. Yeah, but you know, in retrospect, looking back on it, it's just man. <laughs> Although Lemmy still comes off awesome, he does. You can't, <laughs> yeah, you can't not be awesome when Lemmy you're Lemmy. Never came off uncool ever. No, ever. Not once. Not once ever. <laughs> it wasn't part of his genetic makeup. Uh, yeah, it's not possible. Nope. Uh, not we can at talk all. about Lemmy all day. All right. So for my next pick, I want to play something by Y and T. And this was the absolute first song that's that came into my head when you suggested this. Of course. Theme. And it's not even their best song, not even by a long no, shot. Most de- it's their most well-known their song. Their biggest hit. But it's definitely not their best song. And those of you, I'm sure most of you know what I'm talking about. Um, but they put out Down for the Count in 1985. Are you talking about maybe Summertime Girls? Yeah. And let me give a little bit of facts on the album. Seventh studio album released November of 85 and on AMN, A&M Records. Um, but this song actually appeared as the lone studio track on the live album Open Fire that it came out earlier in the year. It's definitely their biggest hit and a staple of summertime for metal fans. This is Y&T with Summertime Girls.
like it. I like it too. It's I've a great always song. liked it. You know, YNT was a band that they were they were almost like two bands in one. Like half of it was like very like heavy, heavy stuff, you know, influence, you know, you tell the priest influence on it and stuff like that. You know, the new wave of British heavy metal. But then there was also, you know, a, a whole Van Halen type tinge yep. to them as well. The you California know, coming so out it kind of like it weaved back and forth between yep. the two with their sound. If you listen to like their greatest hits, mm-hmm. half of it reminds you of like Iron Maiden and, and Judas Priest and Saxon and stuff like that and the other half totally reminds me like van halen type tunes and this was one of those that summertime girls that would have been an awesome van halen song that album down for the count and open fire around that era (laughs) that was really when they made that switch yeah because they went from black tiger and stuff the earlier stuff that was more in the metal direction right and then around 85 and through the early 90s really they kind of went hair metal and they went right. a little bit and especially the contagious album is i mean it's straight up slippery when wet wannabe stuff yeah that ain't no good but not, no not i for love Y&T. that album Yo, that's I mean, my favorite I know, album of theirs. i know you do that's the funny. song contagious is awesome but it's a complete ripoff of uh you give love a bad name yeah I mean, totally it's like paint by numbers even the video but even i think they had the same hairdresser for christ <laughs> but, but i love wine but they didn't have desmond child and that's why wine t is not a household name i love them though i guess that's the difference all right you ready to keep on rocking in the summertime yes this is one i really really like a lot back in the day when it was like mid 90s you know and grunge had completely taken over by this point i was still a tough fan oh yes i was and in 1996 I, I haven't heard of them you know you've never listened to the decibel geek podcast before we've played then, them on the you? show do you are you does the Cheeseheads with attitude ring a bell with you at oh, all those guys i don't know tough i don't know who cheese you know yeah attitude. you're big yeah. Cheeseheads yeah, fan they, but you they played with the Rolling Stones in a stadium, right? Tell me more about this tough. <laughs> yeah, who is this tough band you're talking about? No, oh, man. You guys know tough. I talk about them. Not all the time, but whenever I get a chance. And here's a good opportunity for me to do that. Because back in 1996, I had to get this CD. I sent away for it. I ordered it. Stevie Rochelle probably packaged it himself and sent it to me. Most likely. It was an album called Decade of Disrespect. You know, and you got to understand, you know, if if you were a tough fan in 1996, you got the first album, which was their debut, had the the semi-hit song on there, mm-hmm. you know, but tough just kind of went away after that. So if you wanted more tough music after that, you waited for the EP to come out for Fist First, and you were excited. First. It was called Fist First. It was awesome cover. It's got a fist punching through something metal and it's got tough on the rings it's it's cool it's very cool and me and my buddy we were big tough fans you know and so we we sent away for that and got that and then it was like oh yeah full-length albums coming out was religious fix Mm -hmm. and that was the end actually like that one that's a really really good album like anybody that loves decibel geek type music the stuff that that we love even if you don't think you're a tough fan, even if you heard that first that album, album and it didn't do much for you, yeah. you got to check out Religious Fix. Mm-hmm. It's so good. So good. But after that was pretty much the end of Tough. I mean, you're talking about we're rolling into the 90s now. You know, a band like Tough, not welcome. Mm-hmm. Nobody's buying it. 
But the funny thing about Tough was people were still buying it. And we're going through ToughCDs.com back in the day when Metal Sludge was just kind it's of still a... Still around. Yeah, it was a big, controversial, pretty wild thing, you know, and Metal Sludge still around and everything. That's fantastic. But in 96, I sent away for this. Not just for the live cover of Metallica's Seek and Destroy, which if you want to hear something pretty damn cool, you get this album, you listen to Tough mm-hmm. doing Seek and Destroy. Um, my interest is peaked. Yeah, it ought to be. <laughs> but when I think of summertime, I think of like those old classic like 60s type songs, mm-hmm. you know, the, the old surfing summertime tunes. surfing type tunes. And this one always kind of reminded me of that. That's why it's a great title for a song, and it fits totally and it's really damn good. It was a demo. It never actually got released on a tough album. So for you, it's summertime. This is a good one to add to your summer soundtrack. It's jamming for sure. It's tough with summertime goodbye.
Chris, I got to tell you, I'm a big fan of Tom. I had never would have guessed. No? No idea? Not even my little tough button <laughs> yeah. on my vest? <laughs> the tough tattoo. <laughs> the tough action figures yeah, that he made himself. Yeah, Steve Rochelle tattooed <laughs> on my back. The tough condoms. The tough casket. It's I bought it all. I'm sorry. I love it. It's oh, a Wisconsin man. thing, maybe. Yeah, I think that I think you're pulling for the home team. If you want to be honest, I can be totally honest with you. I was a fan of Tough before I even realized Stevie Rochelle was from Wisconsin. Well, then you really are a fan. I didn't find out the fact that he was from Wisconsin until years later. I was working at a place when I was a teenager. It was my first job. It was at a place called Ed and Sharon's. We talk yeah. about Ed Dinges once in a while. Yeah, he He's, listens to the show. He listens to the show. He chimes in on the Facebook page, as we encourage you all to. But Ed Dinge's mom and dad, Ed and Sharon, mm-hmm. owned a restaurant. And it was the best chicken on the face of the planet. And I still swear by it today. The best chicken on the face of the planet comes to you from Merrill, Wisconsin at Ed and Sharon's. When I was 15, 16 years old, they let me work up there in the kitchen, being a food prep, getting the chicken ready, breading it up, making right. it perfect, just the way Ed would want it. And I remember one Friday night, everybody's going to see Tough. In Stevens Point, Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. And I can't go because I got to work. So here comes Billy Dinges. He's like, hey, what are you doing? I'm going to see Tough. Here comes Eddie. Going to see Tough. Here comes Garrett. Going to see Tough. Everybody leaves to go see Tough. And you're stuck breading chicken. And I'm there breading chicken, doing the best I can. Well, that sucks. Yeah. So I didn't get to see Tough till many years later when they were coming back to Wisconsin for a big show with Jackal. And I got to meet Steve Rochelle because I was working at the radio station at the time. Mm-hmm. And that was when American Hair Band came out. And that was a big deal. And that was a big, big deal at the time because it made people start to well, think. It was a mainstream I, gasp of air for yep. all of us that love that music. Totally. And, you know, <laughs> people may bag on Steve Rochelle and say, well, Tough, they were poison ripoffs or whatever you want to say about that band because they came in at the wrong time. If they would have been around, even that song right there, Summertime Goodbye, mm-hmm. when Poison was first coming out with their first album, if Tough would have been releasing that same song, it would have been a huge hit. Timing played a lot. Into Most lot definitely. And so, you know, got to meet Stevie. He was very cool. Mm-hmm. American Hair Band. I'm telling you, it changed the perception of our kind of music. You know, you can you can take that song and say, yeah, it's goofy, kind of a funny kind of novelty song, but it changed people's perceptions. Uh, and it, as a radio DJ, yeah. I can tell you, it really, truly did. Well, yeah. And I, I mean, I wasn't even a DJ, but being around other people and seeing their reaction to it. Yeah. It was like, wow. Because like it was all, these people would just start smiling. And they're yep. like, oh, man rat motley crew and like they'd hear all these quiet riot and hear all these band yes. names and they would just light up sure because like, they love those bands that was so much fun back then it's about damn time yeah. somebody stands up and says it's okay to like these it was bands. basically him trying to kind of shine a light back on that stuff because the because grunge era did it and the grunge and then even worse the post grunge era which was horrible right did a great job at burying a lot of the stuff we loved right so it was it it sort of i mean Hell, and by, and by Poison did a whole tour based off of the success from that song. Yeah, totally. I mean, it, it really did revitalize, at least on the concert scene. It, it it brought a lot of these bands back. Yeah, and Stevie Rochelle deserves a lot of thanks for of that. Course, I don't know if he... I should hate him now because we have three versions of Rat touring. But, <laughs> so maybe it, maybe it wasn't that good of an idea. I don't know. 
I'll take it, man. It's better than the alternative. I hear that the janitor where Rat recorded their first album is about to start up his own version. Of oh, that. yeah? Yeah. Nice. He, he was there, so, you know. He when do tickets go on to, sale for that? Yeah. You know, Otis and his keychain is going to go on tour as Rat. My wife pointed out something to me on Facebook the other day that Stevie Rochelle said it had been a very, very long time since Tuff has played in Nashville. And they oh, want, really? And they want to rectify that. He said that? He said that. Just out of the blue, or Just, somebody guess, asked him to play. I don't know. I guess out of the blue. That's a trip. Well, I've been. I go on his Facebook page every day and ask him to play in Nashville. Do you every, every day, day? Every day at nine fifteen. That's, and then he lights that's, incense. That's, that's, <laughs> and then I light incense and do a little dance. It's part of my morning routine. <laughs> and then he goes to the next room where the ugly kid Joe Shrine is. Uh, yep. Totally. Yep. <laughs> There's oh, there's like man. 50 little shrines inside my house. Yeah, there's the enough's enough room. Yeah, totally. The overkill room. Wednesday's Fraley coming back room. Yeah. Well, there's a whole wing of the house devoted to Ace Fraley. Right. Oh, man. we, waste, we... I, had, I had to name my son Ace just to explain why his room has to look that way. Oh, man. <laughs> all right. Let's get back on track because we just gave Tough more airtime than they got through all of the 80s. Nice. All right. We're, <laughs> see, we are doing our jobs. All right. So my next pick before we go into break, this was also because uh, when Aaron told me, gave me the idea of the theme, I had a, a couple of ones came to mind right away. Y&T, Summertime Girls was course first. Yeah. And then this one was the second one. And any chance I get to play some King's X, I'm going to play it. See, that's the beauty of the Decibel Geek podcast. So they put out Gretchen Goes to Nebraska in 1989. It's a great album. Their second studio album, Concept Record, based on a short story by drummer Jerry Gaskill. If you're new to the show, listen to the interview I did with him. Yeah, check out the archives on that. It's really good. It was a fun time talking to him. Um, this I, love, was, I love King's X. They're a great band. This, was, this album was my introduction to King's X in the summer of 1989. So this... When I listen to anything from this record, I, I'm taken right back to that summer. The album is most notable for the single Over My Head, which was a pretty good hit for them. But you can't do a summer fun episode without this song. Going into the break, this is King's X and a song called Summerland.
And now, Deep Thoughts with James Hetfield. as well as your ears check out decibel geek on instagram go to instagram.com slash decibel geek and see for yourself Coming back from break right here at the Decibel Geek Podcast. We're celebrating summer. We're bringing you some summer jams for you the way it was meant to be. And, you know, right about now you might be asking yourself, you know, I really, really enjoy the Decibel Geek Podcast. I've been enjoying it for five long years now. Every single week these guys never let us down unless they're getting arrested. I'm starting to wonder. He's over there. Chris Sinzak. I didn't mean it, Vinny. I promise. He's the one you're looking for. But you might be asking yourself, how can I help these guys other than bail them out of jail? (laughs) There's a lot of great ways you can help us. One, you can visit decibelgeek.com. It's the perfect place to start. Because if you want to get a little bit deeper, you want to become a VIP, you can hit us up there. Become a VIP. Get the Chris and Aaron show. Get the news episodes. And, you know, the news episodes always kind of vary. We may do news. We may do something else. I mean... This last week we released uh, VI Pardo, but we've released the full Desmond on there recently. The full Desmond. The full Desmond. <laughs> that's that's the whole interview, unedited, no commercials, no interruptions. The stuff that was asked to be taken out. The stuff. It, absolutely, the stuff that's been asked to be it's taken like out. It's like that Cops Too Hot for TV VHS that you could buy on off the TV. I cannot think of a better analogy than that. The girls Gone Wild. Too Hot for Decibel Geek. It's VIP. You want to get in on the action? Check it out at decibelgeek.com. You want to be kept up to date with all the latest, newest releases and find out what's going on with your favorite bands as they play festivals around Mm -hmm. the country. You want to see live footage of amazing new bands that you may not have ever heard of before. decibelgeek.com is the place to do it. We've got qualified rock and roll journalists from all over the planet sending back the word to us through the Decibel Geek podcast. You want to keep up to date? You want to know what's going on? That's the place to do it. Mm-hmm. Are you planning on going to some concerts yourself this summer? I bet you are. You cannot look no cooler than when you show up wearing a Decibel Geek t-shirt. Let them know because I can probably guarantee you that the bands are going to see you and be like, yeah, Decibel Geek, those are our guys. They're- I hear there's a 14% chance, increased chance of you getting laid if you wear one of our shirts. I heard it was 14.5. Well, let's not go crazy now. Okay, well, there's a really good chance that you're probably going to get laid. If 14%. you're married, your wife's going to find you way more attractive. And if you're Especially a, if you wear it over your head. Well, I don't even know what to say about that. You just have to let us know on the Facebook page when you come check us out there. Tell us about your experiences wearing your Decibel Geek t-shirts. Get pictures of yourself with your favorite rock star loaded up onto our Facebook page. Get involved on the conversation. When we're talking about things going on with the show, that's where it's happening at. When we're talking about just our favorite albums and things like that, that's where it's happening at. Like us on Facebook. And then go back to DecibelGeek.com. 
and then you're going to scroll down just a, just a little bit, maybe Under just maybe just a quarter of the way down the page, mm-hmm. right up there towards the top, right underneath the big flashy thing at the top, and you're going to find a couple of banners right there. Now we know you, as rock and roll fans, have to do a lot of shopping through Amazon because let's face it, if you want the new Nelson album, if you want to pick up some Y and T, if you want to pick up some tough albums. You can't go to Walmart or Target. You're not going to get any tough albums at Aaron Baltimore. There's none left. Yeah. But if they add one, it would be on Amazon. Yeah. So you want to do your Amazon shopping? We know you do. If you're going to do it, you might as well go to decibelgeek.com first. Click on our banner. It takes you on over to Amazon. And anything you buy, anything you buy, no extra charges. But because you went through our link, it helps you out. Right below that, HK Collectibles banner. You don't know about HK Collectibles? You need to check it out. There's so much cool stuff on there. I've said it before. I'll say it again right now. It's like a museum where you can actually buy things. And there's so much. I mean, if you've got a stuff. rock and roll man cave, it's it's a great place to go. Oh, man. If you've got a man cave to They'll stock, fit it, perfectly. it is the place yep. to go. HK Collectibles, Inc. Click on that banner. Check it out. There's so much cool stuff on there. Make an offer to Daryl. He's the man that runs it. He's a good friend of ours. He'll try to help you out. Tell him that you went through Decibel Geek to check him out, and he will work with you most definitely. Yep. We, we love Daryl Albert, and he runs HK Collectible, and we, bam, endorse that shit. Totally. Right there. So every single week when people are done doing their Amazon shopping, they go through the Decibel Geek banner, it gives us a list every single week of the things that people have bought. Now, Chris has laid out the challenge in past weeks. He wants to see some dirty, perverted, nasty stuff being bought through our link, and we haven't seen it yet. So, Chris, what have we got this week on the list of amazing things bought through our link? I'm not reading the list this week. Why? Because you guys really answered the challenge in force, and... Um, I'm honestly frightened. I can't read it. It's too fucking disgusting. <laughs> so you laid out the challenge. And the I've people... contacted police departments in a few different <laughs> You people are sick. I wish I had never issued that challenge. Good Lord. Wow. Okay. Animals are good as pets. As pets. That's it. I Not think you're lying. You're right. I, I think s- you're lying. I didn't get the list together this week, guys. That's all. Okay, so we'll double up the list next week. Oh, God. <laughs> the whole episode, Chris reads the Amazon purchases. As soon as he's done with Geeks of the Week. Right. No, it's just, I'll do the more notable ones next week. But, uh, guys, it's it's Farm Rock Week here in Nashville, so there's been a lot going on. Yeah, so, I so mean, bear we're, with us. we're ramping up for it. I mean, we we talked about Farm Rock a couple of weeks ago, and it's, it's upon us. You know, yes. it's like a day or two away, and we're really excited. We're getting to talk to a lot of cool people. We're going to be bringing a lot of that back. For you yes. right here on Decibel Geek. Gonna be live There's going to be live coverage. There's going to be some VIP stuff being recorded. Periscope. We might even go out man on the street, Periscope, yeah. Instagram. I mean, we're going to be just keep your, ear, firing your eyes it up. and ears peeled. We'll, we'll have plenty of coverage of all of it. And we're going to be wasted in all of it. Really? Yeah, man. I didn't get to celebrate my birthday last week. So this week, we can keep the camera on you then. That'll be a show to, in and of itself. We're like, this is Farm Rock. Harry Camaro gone wild. He's going to pull his shirt up and go, this is Farm Rock, and I'm here to milk something. Look out. Watch out, bands. It's going to be a lot of fun. They agreed to interviews. They didn't agree to get milked. (laughs) It's too late now. (laughs) 
It's too late. Look out. That's not the, that's not their hand you're shaking. I'm looking at you, Vince Neil. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get back into the rock and roll. That was right. that was fun. All right. We better right. we better get it back on track before we go off any further. Yeah. You know, to be totally honest with you guys, I've done zero homework this week. I usually try to credit myself on being on top of things, but I just wanted to pick some cool summer songs. And so I thought, you can't do it without this gem from 1992, from Danzig 3. You know it, you love it, you're going to have it. It's a dirty black summer. Yeah, my dirty 
even you, as a Danzig hater. I'm not a hater. Don't you lie. You are a Danzig hater. I'm just not a big fan. Well, but I love that song. What kind of fan are you? As a throwback to the King's X tune. I'm a casual fan. (laughs) I'm not a diehard. I'm a a casual user of the Danzig. Oh, but you're not a big fan. Yeah. I'm a big fan. I love Danzig. I love it. But I will tell you this. I own that record. Yeah. And I loved it, especially in 92 when it came out. It's a great album. And I played that song in the band that I played in in high school. You did? Yes. Nice. I played that song on the guitar. Isn't that riff awesome? Oh, it's amazing. That hook, a, man. Yeah. Oof. It was, it was a great... The whole record's awesome. I remember the first time I heard that song was a, a video on M- MTV, mm-hmm. back when they played videos. That's the reason we played it, because yeah. we would play parties, and that one... We would get a lot of requests for that one, and of course, Mother, which yeah, it's would it, it, Mother's real easy to play, yeah. Uh, except for the solo, it's a little hard, but um, but yeah, the Mother and Dirty Black Summer were always in our set list. Right on, those are great. And songs. our singer could do a pretty good Glenn Danzig impression. So, yeah. so he had his little evil Elvis down pretty good. He didn't huh? look like him at all, but no? but he could sound like him when he wanted to. Right on. More, it was more in a mocking way, but we had, but we had Aww. fun. We had fun playing the song though. You never tried to sucker punch him, did you? No. Okay, good. If I did, I guess he would have gone down like a fucking bad Don't you say it. That was a sucker punch that time. A sucker punch when the guy was standing right in front of him? No way. Danzig never seen it coming. Alrighty. Everybody knows what I'm talking about. Mm. That shit's been in the YouTube lore forever. The only media that the Northside Kings ever got was for that one. I've yet to hear one song of theirs. I was the chump that sucker punched Danzig that time. Do you think think Glenn's giving every opening act a uh, sound check now after that? Because that's what it was all about. It doesn't sound to me like those fuckers deserved a sound sound check. You're going to sucker punch Danzig? What kind of people are you? I don't know. I'm just saying. Danzig, big news right now, the reunion of the Misfits, right? They could have at least given Glenn a, a step ladder to stand up on or something. That's low down. You wouldn't say that to him if he was here with his back turned to you. No. You'd just run up and punch him, wouldn't you? The thing, the, I, can't, I, can't, I can't make another short joke because I'm as tall as he is. So. Right. So you probably whoop your ass. We're both vertically challenged. As long as he's seen you coming. Yeah. Love me some Danzig. We got to play more Danzig on here. Mm, I think we're good. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. All like, right, then. Good, like, for, good for today. I like that song, though. So now I'm going to play something pretty much the opposite of what we just heard. Okay. Which is that's what, the beauty that's of what it. what I like about the show. I'm going to play something by Butch Walker. And for a lot of our hardcore listeners, the guy that played guitar in South Gang. Yeah. Because a lot of people probably remember him more for that. I love South Gang. Although the thing is, Butch as a solo artist has gotten way more success than he ever had in the South Gang days. Or the right. Marvelous 3 days. But in my opinion, the South Gang and the Marvelous 3 I like that material better the overall. best he ever did. Oh, I agree. How and about, I like how about a South Gang reunion, huh? I'd like to see it. I'd love to see it. He has started playing a couple of the songs on his set. Really? But he's doing like, you know, stripped down acoustic versions of them. Yeah. But it's cool that he's acknowledging it because he used to talk shit about it. Right, to yeah. It. Yeah, he told Totally so I think did. he's starting to embrace it a little bit more. Because that was all part of that time, he too. He tried to bury know? it for a long time. Because Marvelous 3, I think, would be considered more of like an alternative rock they band. They should have been a giant band. But the South Gang South was Gang, definitely a glam rock band. Yeah, um, hair metal for sure. Metal. So the two difference in the bands just, were night and day. Just watch the video for Tainted Angel. I mean, yeah. It, it was like they borrowed every cliche from the video playbook from that era. Nice. But it's fun to watch just to see it. And they were a great band. They were a great band. Straight out of Georgia. Yeah, for sure. That's um, right. 
but he uh george light he's gone on being a, a big success as a songwriter and a producer he's written songs for all the big pop stars including rock star supernova yeah he wrote for that too well i said the big rock stars i didn't say rock, rock star supernova well individually they were yeah except for lucas yeah except for lucas um but uh I'm going to play something off his sixth studio album called The Spade that was released in August of 2011 on Danger Bird Records. He produced this himself, and while I'd still love to see a South Gang reunion, Butch doesn't seem real keen on the idea yet. Uh, This is a pretty great power pop song from The Spade. This is Butch Walker talking about the summer of 89. Acting like Saturday's fools Learned how to smoke Told dirty jokes Talked about loose girls from Rome I made out with most of them So I raised a toast to them Especially now that I'm old And they're 45 With husbands that don't like their wives Three or four kids Make enough to survive And the paper mill jobs While the teen heart throbs are up Oh, <laughs> 
cool, man. I like that. Hooks for days. Yeah, for sure. You know, and if you like the Salt Gang, you like the Marvelous Three, well, then you got to be a fan of Butch Walker's guitar playing at least. He's a good musician. And yeah. a damn hell of a good songwriter, yeah, too. Yeah, he can, he can write a catchy tune. I'll give him that. And uh, if he's talking about the summer of 89 and referencing Kiss, I can only assume he was listening to Smashes, Thrashes, and Hits. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Jimmy Pardo's favorite album. <laughs> That he still owns the picture disc of, even though he hates it. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> that's awesome. Talking about summertime, do you have any like albums like from you when you were a kid that really like spoke out to back. you to take you back to a summertime? Well, this is one that may not be super popular among the listeners, but that I that I certainly listen to a ton of. Well, it's, Alice in Chains plays a part in both. Alice in Chains facelift. Yeah. Spent blew a lot of brain cells listening to that album, and then uh, in the summer. And then um, Mad Season. Do you yeah. remember the Mad Season? Sure, record? I do. That's above. a great album. That uh, that and that one, that uh, Mad Season above. Like, I, of course, I go back to high school and college is my most. That's what sticks in my mind the most. Yeah. Between high school and college, between when I graduated high school in May of '95 to college in August of '95, um, Mad Season above and Sponge Rotting Pinata. Man, you smoked a lot of pot back then. I did. But those were the two albums that probably got the most spins that summer. See, that's all you got to tell me to know, that you must have smoked a lot of pot that summer. The summer before that um, was Pantera, Vulgar Display of Power. That was the cocaine summer. (laughs) Cocaine cocaine came a little later. I didn't get into cocaine until after high school. Oh, crosstops then. Yeah. Tool, um, Undertow. Yeah. But at the same time, I was also listening to. That was when I got into Dokken. Was like around '94. Yeah, like which I like. Back I mean, I attack time. Or? I like. Well, I mean, I liked them through the '80s, but they were just kind of there. Right. But I really fell in love with Dokken around the summer of '94. I got huh. Tooth and Nail. I got Back for the Attack, and I got um, Under Lock and Key. Like I bought all of them. Like I went. You may ever go through phases in your life like that where you'll get into a band and then you gotta buy. You just go on a roll of buying everything by them. Yeah, I guess so. And you listen to nothing but them for a few weeks. Yeah. I went through that in the summer of '94 with Dokken. Right on. Which drove all of my other friends nuts. Oh, I can imagine. Listening to all this old '94. <laughs> yeah, especially the guys in my band. They're like we're not fucking playing Dokken. I'm like, because uh, I pushed. I was like, let's do some Dokken tunes. They're like, like no. American Hair Band is still like. Five years away. Yeah. Give it a rest. Oh, they hated me for that stuff. I had See, my leopard skin guitar strap, too. Nice. <laughs> See, when I think about a summer album, the one that always stands out to me is Poison's debut album, Look What the Cat Dragged In. And I remember it on cassette tape. Something and 87? 87. So I was still a young kid. I was still living with my parents when I was young and doing a lot of camping in the yeah. summertime. And having that boombox and making, I was the same making, way with that record. making sure I had the batteries, you know, and the cassette tape. And I remember mm. listening to it over and over and over yep. again, like carrying that little radio with me everywhere I mm-hmm. went because it had a cassette de- deck in it. Yep. And, you know, just wearing that out. And I even remember at one point in the summertime it, it getting eaten yeah. by the tape deck. And freaking out and then, you know, winding it all Get back in, out. you know, and yeah, tightening it all back up really good and putting it back in and being all apprehensive about push and play, yeah. you know. And even I think at some point I probably, the tape broke and I put a t- piece of scotch tape over it where it skipped that spot. You know, 
But man, did I wear that album? Oh, I got like, in the habit of tape if it was something I loved, I would make, I would get blank tapes and I would make two copies on blank tapes when I bought something new. Yeah, and that way I knew when the cassette player ate it, I would still have backups. Nice, that's I was, good. Thinking. I was fucking anal about it, but yeah, I was. See, I got into I got into look what the cat dragged in in the winter of '86. Yeah, when Talk Dirty to Me took off, I remember that clearly. Because I was in the middle of the school year around the holidays is when I first saw it on MTV for yeah. Talk, Talk Dirty to Me, the video. Right, yeah, me too. But it, it was the summer of, I guess, 88. May 88 was when Open Up and Say I came out, somewhere around there. Because it was the first cassette tape I ever went and spent my own money on. And my mom was like, oh, they're pretty. And they're like, they're, yeah, they're, they're dudes. Guys. Yeah. But yeah, the You sum- don't talk about them like that. They're rock and roll dudes. I was living outside Atlanta in 88 and it was the summer of 88 when opened up and say i came out like what do you mean i can't grow my hair like cc deville cc was like my idol mine too when i was a fan of that isn't that weird yeah i loved cc deville me too yeah i was a huge cc i wanted that for some reason the the skull and crossbone guitar yeah fuck yeah man that was awesome i dreamed of owning that guitar when i was yeah yep but I can't, the, I can't summer imagine. Summer 88 was open up and say, oh, was that, that was a summer album for sure. I can't imagine how ridiculous I would have looked at that age if my parents would have actually said, okay, you can have your hair like CeCe DeVille. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my parents weren't saying yes to that either, believe me. But yeah, oh, Poison, man. they were That's definitely awesome. a summer album band. And then um, Motley Crue, Decade of Decadence, when that yes, came out, that was a summer sure. album. Yeah, it was. But yeah, the you know the the usual stuff. Crazy nights when when I got into that. Yeah. Um, Hot in the Shade though came out in the winter, which was weird. Right. I think it came out in like October. Or yeah, because I was thinking Hot in the Shade. Not. I want to say it was a summer album, but it was. But Crazy Nights but definitely had to have been. Hot in the Shade was a summer tour. That was my first Kiss concert. That was like July 9th of nineteen ninety. Yeah. So I blasted that album through that whole summer, especially after that show. Right on. But yeah, I love thinking back to me too. Hard rock always ties in with summertime. Absolutely, just like it does with our year in review shows. Just like it does every single week that we do the Decibel Geek podcast. You know that we're a couple of real dudes, real guys Mm -hmm. that grew up on this music. You know, and we're proud to say that there's bands coming out in 2016 that are still encompassing that sound. You know, and we're happy to be a part of bringing that out to people to let them see that. You know, so Mm -hmm. when we're doing this Decibel Geek podcast as we have for five years now you gotta know it's coming for our hearts we really totally. truly love it and let me ring up a newer release that was basically a summer album for me it's not a newer band but van halen's a different kind of truth yeah blasted the shit out of that through that whole summer it was a yeah, 2012 right. yeah me too yep like especially the song blood and fire that sticks in my sticks yeah. in my head yep that was a whole great album and the part where dave goes uh told you i'd be back you know like yeah, yeah that that still gives me goosebumps when I think about hearing that. That's awesome. It's like holy shit! That... So many great summer memories. And you guys, we had a which we had an awesome thread on the uh, Facebook fan page with about summer albums. Yeah, uh, you know what albums remind you of summer. But go to the comments under this episode and tell us what albums you were listening to in certain summers and what songs you thought we should have played. Go on the fan page and do that. Yeah, because there's a lot of awesome songs about summer. You know, and it reminds me of thinking back of being a kid and going camping and going on vacations. And if you're going on vacation, there's a great place you can go. A little place down in Florida called Sanibel Island. It sounds like an awesome place. I've never heard of Sanibel Island. I don't know anything about Sanibel Island other than what I know from this Enough's Enough song. But based on this, if this is the commercial, 
I want to go, and I want to go right now. So enjoy your summer with Enough's Enough from 2002. Man, what a lineup this was. Chip's Enough, obviously. Donnie V was there in 2002. Not for too much longer after 2002, but he was there <laughs> for this. Monaco on lead guitar mm. and the late Ricky Perrin on drums, who I cannot ever respect enough because that guy is amazing, underrated drummer. Here's a taste for you. This song just screams summer, and I know it's going to be stuck in your head for a while. So take a little trip way down south to Florida. You're going to want to go after you hear this one about Sanibel Island. Sanibel Island waits. We're gonna have a ball It's out of control
go. Yeah. Let's Man, go. see, that's what enough's enough. If nothing else, they write great songs for commercials right. to get you to want to go to a place. <laughs> that Sanibel Island sounds freaking awesome. And enough's enough. Uh, still going at it in a much different lineup now. I that's guess the Chip thing. is singing for them now. I was thinking about that. Like enough's enough has had a lot of different lineups over the years, and they're all really good. And, like yeah. you think about like what most people would consider the original with Derek Frigo and Vic Fox, mm-hmm. but you know with Donnie and Chip. Mm-hmm. But there was like lineups even before that with like Gino Martino on yeah. guitar, which and he is came really... back a little while in the nineties right, too. Yeah, right? and that's yeah. some good stuff too. And then you think about the lineup with Monaco and Ricky Parent. That you know, a that's lineup. a great lineup. Mm-hmm. The lineup they got right now is really good with Chip singing. And they it. got Tori back in the band now. That's very cool. I like that. Got to meet him at the rare hair thing. Those guys, they they yep. believe in it. You know, they believe in the enough snuff like well, we do. They're a part of it. And and, that's very uh, cool. So I saw an update from Donnie online, and it seems like he's doing pretty well with his sobriety right now. He's, yeah, he's taking his time with as far as music goes, but he's seems to be doing good. I think he's living in Texas right now. That's good. I mean, yeah. that would be fantastic. This that album was uh, Welcome from uh, Welcome to Blue Island came out mm-hmm. in 2002 and like I said Ricky Perrin on drums he's no longer with us but man Monaco's still out there yeah. Chips Enough's doing his thing Donnie V's doing his thing I would love to see that lineup come That's back together That's what I think a lot of people want to see is Monaco and Donnie in the same band Yeah cuz Monaco he's a great you know guitarist. when Donnie V left in 2002 and Enough's Enough went on tour after that album got released Monaco picked up the vocals Yeah you know and that's the funny thing about Enough's Enough because over the years, Chip and Donnie, you know, have shared the vocals. Yeah. And so it goes back and forth, even within a song. You know, both of those guys are sharing the lead vocals in that. Mm-hmm. And so with just Chip doing it, or Chip and Tori, right. you know, it's it's never quite the same as that magic between the two former brothers, the yeah. blood brothers, Chip and Donnie, you know? Yeah. We'll have to see what happens. That's one band where you never say never. You know right. what's going to happen. And you them. know us around here, we love and we support Chips enough, mm-hmm. you know, and we love Donnie V too. And, you know, if they're doing it on their own, that's great. We'd love to see them do it together again someday. Sure, That'd be great sure. too, but... More power to all of them. You Absolutely. Know? They're all rocking in their own rights. That's right. So I've got one more pick for our summer fun episode. And uh, speaking of dysfunctional bands, I, this is definitely one of the world's most dysfunctional bands, but also one of the most legendary bands. Uh, talking about the Ramones, which put out their third studio album, Rocket to Russia, on November 4th, 1977, one day exactly before my first birthday. Wow, nice. It was released on Sire Records, produced by Tommy Ramone and Tony Bon Jovi, who's the cousin of somebody I think we've heard of. Bon Jovi? Yeah, that's the actual real right, spelling. Yeah. Um, its origins date back to the summer of 1977, when Sheena as a punk rocker was released as a single. That summer was known as the peak of the punk rock genre, since many punk bands were offered recording contracts. The album's recording began in August of 1977, and the band has had a considerably larger budget with Sire, allowing them $25,000, and that, we've, that, we've was gold. A, that was a big budget at the time. We're rich. Much of this money went towards the album's production rather than recording, because the Ramones don't need to spend a lot of money on recording. They go right. and bang out the songs and walk away. Right. Um, this tune is perfect for our summer fun episode, penned by Dee Dee Ramone. This tune is Rockaway Beach. One, two, three, four.
Yeah, that's a perfect summer jam right there. So the last song made you want to go to Florida. Do you want to go to Queens now? No. <laughs> no, I do not. I'll take Sansabelle Island, thank you. Yeah, I'll just take Joey's word for it. <laughs> right. I don't need to go. <laughs> that's awesome, though. you got to love the Ramones. So I got one more left. We got anything we need to cover? I think we've covered it all today, good. haven't we? Yep. All right, we got big stuff coming up. We're going to Farm Rock this weekend. We're going to try to bang out some really good interviews for yes. you guys. I mean, we've got a plethora of people to choose from that we can talk to. You know, if they'll talk to us, we'll see. We'll, we'll, see. we'll wear our Decibel Geek t-shirts. That's got to get us in somewhere, It'll right? It'll be fun either way. Most definitely. And then, like we said, Christmas in July, it's coming up. You know, we got some cool stuff oh, lined God, up for you. we got you. a lot of work to do. Yeah, so this, <laughs> yeah, well, should we should we use these last few moments to remind ourselves how busy we're about to become? You don't have to remind me. I okay, know. good. Well, then let's just <laughs> wind it out for today. We wanted to give you guys a summer soundtrack, and I think we did a pretty good job. We want you guys to support these artists that we play for you here on the yes. Decibel Geek Podcast. Go to every one of their Facebook pages. Like them. Tell them you heard it on the Decibel Geek Podcast. Go to Amazon through our links. Pick up the albums. Get you that Joe Satriani, the Y&T, the King's X, the Butch Walker, the Ramones, the Lizzie Borden, the Tough, the Danzig, the Enough's Enough. Get it all for yourselves because then it's yours. You own it. And by going through our Amazon link, you're helping us out a ton. We love you. We appreciate you for it. So we want to wish you all a happy, fun, safe summer full of rock and roll. That's the way we roll. We want you to roll the same too. Rock and roll. So let's wrap it up like this. From the year 2000. This was an awesome song back in the day when it first came out. I love this album. Talking about Queens of the Stone Age. They came out with uh, the album called Rated R. And, you know, they just didn't get as big as they should have with this album because it is an amazing album. There's not one bad song on it. I'm telling you, the guitars are killer. The vocals are killer. The lyrics are killer. You just can't beat it. It's very, very good. Anything else, Chris, before we roll out? Think we're good. Think we're good. Here's your feel good hit of the summer. See you next week. See ya.
It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points. 